back at it again y'all are gonna love this one (laughs) i love the rock i love dwayne johnson who doesn't you have to be a monster or a communist or a goddamn socialist to hate dwayne the rock johnson are you kidding me the man's a saint seems like one of the rare celebrities that's just as good off camera as he is on camera. The fact that he doesn't have an Oscar is an atrocity. The likes of which our country has never seen. I don't know. I love him. I think he's great. He'll always be the rock to me. But I, I do have a, a beef with the rock, which is his cheat meals. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the rock is as shredded now as he's ever been in his life. That dude is cut. Cut. He's always been big. He's always been jacked, but now he's cut. <laughs> Now he is cut. I don't know what it is. Every role he goes on Instagram and posts like, okay, but this is the one for this movie. We wanted to take it to the next level. And it's like, but if you do that for every single movie, you just keep going up level. It it doesn't mean anything. Just every movie. (laughs) The rock is just perpetually on a quest to be the most jacked human being alive. And you know, he's doing it. He, you know, his legs were a weakness for a while kind of had them chicken legs and now now his legs are jacked too i don't know the, the man is unstoppable but let's talk about his cheat meals all right what used to be the stuff of legends has dropped off hardcore and sure that's probably contributing to his increased fitness but it's making me feel like crap back in the day this dude would have his cheat meals he eats he eats an insane amount of calories already because he is a super athlete He's eating like 6,000 calories a day and he has all these people working for him and he's got his own weight room that he travels with. So this guy is in top physical condition. He's putting a lot of money into his body, all that stuff, probably unattainable for the average person. But his cheat meal on his cheat days, he used to come in and he'd crush like eight pizzas, a stack of cookies. He would just go through like... I. It was just donuts. They would have, he would have videos he'd post with just, just rows of boxes of donuts, dozens and dozens of donuts that he would crush on his cheat meals. It'd be a stack of like eight cheeseburgers and he'd be like, enjoy your cheat meals, friends. And then he'd get, get all into it. And then something changed. All right. And I, and he posted about it once of like, okay, cool. We, you know, for my latest movie, my, my friend, uh, my trainer convinced me for the cheat meals to use sushi already. It's like, okay, uh, sushi is not a cheat meal. All right. Sushi has to be one of the healthiest things on the planet. I don't care where, where are you getting sushi? That is unhealthy. It is rice. It is raw fish. It is potentially seaweed. You got your veggies. You got your, your carb. Okay. Maybe if you're trying to cut carbs, that rice is crazy, but for a dude eating 6,000 calories a day, I'm going to guess the little bit of, of white sushi rice on these things isn't the end of the world. And then you've got a fish just some raw fish, which can't be that bad for you. Did you see Castaway? It's all, it's, <laughs> it's all Tom Hanks ate was raw fish. And he was jacked at the end of that movie. If I remember correctly, hairy and skinny. 
The Rock wants to get skinny. He should be eating sushi every day. Sushi is not a cheat meal, but I was I, I was comforted by the fact that it was an absurd amount of sushi. It was, it was plates and plates of sushi that this guy had for his cheat meal. And I'm like, okay, at least the quantities seem cheat worthy. You know, a normal person would eat some sushi. The rock is eating an insane amount of sushi. But the other day, this, (laughs) this motherfucker, he posts a stack of five pancakes with peanut butter on them. And he goes, enjoy your cheat meals, friends, five pancakes. What has happened to the rock? Are you okay, Dwayne? Are you in trouble? If you need help, if you want us to come get you, blink twice, my friend, because I am there. What happened? Five pancakes? I could eat five pancakes for a second breakfast. I could eat five pancakes and then eat five pancakes. And the rock's like, oh, no syrup, just peanut butter, which, okay, that's the part where he's like, oh, yeah, the rock puts peanut butter on everything. He used to do chocolate chip cookies with peanut butter. That's how I know. And you know what? That's a cheat meal. Smearing globs of peanut butter on a stack of chocolate chip cookies is a cheat meal. Pancakes with peanut butter? That's brunch, baby. What is happening? Sure, he's getting more jacked and he's eight. Maybe, maybe he's being healthier. But if the rocks cheat meals start to look like just a regular weekday meal for me, I, I think I have to turn my life around. Something needs to change. Either the rocks losing a step or I am many steps ahead of where I should be for a man of my, <laughs> my age and health. My way, maybe I need to just cut out the peanut butter. No syrup either. No, just peanut butter and peanut butter. It sounds like, but that sounds healthier to me. Am I crazy? I feel like peanut butter is healthier than syrup is just sugar. You're pouring on something. The dude's not even using syrup. He's using peanut butter as a syrup substitute. And this is, it's bullshit. (laughs) Dwayne, I'm calling you out, buddy. I don't know who got you on this. I don't know if it was Kevin Hart. You've been hanging out with him a lot, but dude, just, just crush a cheat meal for us, dude. Just one more time. Go back and just slam a whole spiral ham for the boys. Do it once, man. Do it for the fam. Do it for the guys who have been with you since day one. We need it. We love to see it. Do it for us. Just say, Hey, I know I need to film Hercules 3D next week, but the boys were asking. (laughs) The boys needed this more than Hercules 3D needed to see the definition of my abs. So here I go. I'm about to eat 25 rotisserie fried rotisserie chicken, fried chicken. I'm going to eat a bucket of, I'm going to eat 24 buckets of KFC for the boys. Thank you, Tim, for bringing me back to my roots. God. It's terrible. I mean, the cheat meals made him. What are we talking? People are like, oh, professional wrestling made him. No, 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 no. The cheat meals got him on Good Morning America. Okay. (laughs) That's what the that's what the moms were talking about was the cheat meals. That's what made him mom famous. Speaking of moms, my mom is very excited that I'm home. I'm visiting the family. That's cool. That's great. My parents moved into a new house. All kinds of exciting new things come with a new house, namely new shower. Just that came with the house. 
So it's just the old, it's an old house. So it's an old shower in the house. They put in this glass in the, like the glass for the shower, like the walls. So that if you just, you just turn it on normally, water goes everywhere. You guys have, you've been in a shower before the walls of the shower are glass. And my mom explained to me that this is special shower glass. This glass is so fancy and nice that you don't have to clean it. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. I love not cleaning stuff. She goes, all you have to do after your shower is you see this squeegee here. You have to use the squeegee and you squeegee all of the glass and then you don't have to clean it. And I was like, okay, that sounds, it sounds like, you know, pretty close to cleaning right now, but I guess that's fine. And then she's like, okay. And then after the squeegee, you see this rag here. Now you have to dry the glass. You have to wipe all the other water has to be cleaned up. And it's like, no, this is now we're cleaning. You don't have to clean the shower because every day you are cleaning the shower. I don't understand (laughs) what it is. What? Like if you, I can't think of anything. It's a plant. You don't have to water as long as you water it every day. If you water the plant a little bit every day, then you don't have to do that frantic end of the month, pour a whole cup of water on it to make sure it's alive. You know what I'm like? What's the from a cost benefit analysis? If we're talking about allocating my time. Should I be spending 60 seconds every day cleaning the shower or two minutes cleaning the shower like once a month? You know, I don't know if it's worth paying the extra. What I don't know what they paid for it. I didn't ask. We don't talk about money. (laughs) It's rude to bring up money in these shower situations. If someone's explaining to you how to use a shower, you don't bring up, oh, how much were these faucets? You don't say, oh, hey, but this glass, this glass looks really nice. This looks like glass you barely have to clean. This must have cost a pretty penny. You just say, okay, sure. So I've been wiping this glass every day because mom, if mom asks, you got to do it. But I'm cleaning it. I'm cleaning the bathroom every day is what I'm doing. (laughs) This no clean glass, I am cleaning every day. And... It's clear. It looks great. It looks great. What's the goal here? What are we trying to do? It looks great. What am I complaining? I'm complaining about having to clean it. What? A, what? First world problems. The Jets look terrible. How's that for a transition? The New York Jets are a trash franchise wrapped in trash, stuffed in trash, and then thrown in the trash. These morons, these idiots, these absolute fools have a once in a lifetime opportunity to draft the best NFL prospect of all time. I, uh, Trevor Lawrence, we could have the New York jets could draft Trevor Lawrence this year and, and turn the entire franchise. We have no other way of coming back a total rebuild. You clean house, you rebuild again with a coach that maybe didn't coach a terrible Miami dolphins team before this. Get a real coach, get a grown-up GM, and and rebuild everything, and try and create a culture of some kind. Or you know, you jumpstart. We should we should do that anyway. Or you jumpstart that by drafting a good player. What do you want to do if you draft a good player in the NFL? You lose all your games, lose every game, and the Jets want the 
Jets won a game and they're stupid. Why? Why win a game? Don't even try. Sam Darnold wants to win because he wants to keep his job. But now we're tied in the losers bracket with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I know there's a lot of Jacksonville Jaguar fans that listen to this show, but I will be damned if you guys get Trevor Lawrence over us. You, The Jacksonville Jaguars have been around for five, six years. The Jets have a history. You know, we won the first ever Super Bowl with the AFC and the NFC, I think. Broadway Joe, wasn't that the one he did in a potentially rigged game to prove that the NFC was... I'm already talking about things I don't know. We have one Super Bowl from a century ago before I was alive, and in my entire lifetime, this team has sucked ass, and there's nothing we can do about it except for maybe lose all of our games and for once in our life get a good draft pick and have a decent quarterback throwing the ball going forward. This kid's supposed to be amazing. To be honest, I have not watched a single play. (laughs) I have not watched Trevor Lawrence play football at all. Just from what I've read, from what I've heard, from the gossip on the vine, it sounds like he is a once in a lifetime prospect and it would be great to have him. But if we don't, then I guess you just go back to sucking forever. Can you imagine the Jacksonville Jaguars win a Super Bowl before the New York Jets? Sorry. Sorry, Jags fans, but I... (laughs) It would hurt me. It would hurt me a lot. Been watching more football since I've been home. I got to tell you, I don't understand the measuring system in football. <laughs> they, do, I don't understand how this is accurate at all. First, you run the ball and then, then you get tackled and then a ref picks up the ball and puts the ball where he thinks it got to. It's not where the ball ends up. It's like the farthest on the field that it goes. So he's already get he's throwing out a guess. And then they run another play. Dude gets tackled. Then the ref throws out another guess. And then, you know, potentially it's like third and long and they run the ball. And now it's like or fourth and inches and they go for it or whatever. And they're they're inches. And then they're like, cool. Here's how we're going to figure out. If he got the first down, we're going to have these two guys who've been standing on the sidelines jog out into the field with these chains. What are the chains? What do they do? The distance between one chain and the other is 10 yards and they are connected by a chain that is 10 yards and they then they put one on ones, but where do they put the first one? Then they put a chain down, then they extend it as far as it can go. But how do they know where to put the first one? Because that's where the ball was the first time. He's just looking. He's looking out on the field and he's guessing where he's going to run to. Even if I'm just, okay, if you start at a point and that you're told to run in a straight line, what are the odds that you're going to run exactly in a perfect straight line right to where you were, Right. You could you run from the sidelines, you run onto the field, you're probably off a couple inches. Then they do the chain thing, they extend it, and they're like, ooh, so close, off by inches. And it's like, what are we doing? This is a facade. This is a trick. You are trying to make me think that this is we are smarter than we are. This is a game. <laughs> I like football. I still love it. And it's and I love watching it, and it's rekindled my love of the game. But it, this is a game where We are accustomed to watching players' careers end every quarter (laughs) with with increased regularity 
every, multiple times a game, a player is on the ground for a very long time, potentially carted off the field, never to return. That is just the game that we love. Can you imagine in basketball if just, you know, a player got hurt, lay on the ground forever, and then just didn't return to the game, and that just happened every single game? You would have no more players. There would be two guys on the team by the third week of the season. Football has 80 players on a team, and they are disposable the way a shark's teeth are disposable. One pops out, next one up. And then we're like, okay, but these are also the kind of geniuses who can figure out how this chain thing goes. I don't know. I guess I'm just, (laughs) I guess I'm just complaining per usual. Let's see. I burned my dad's steak. (laughs) We grilled my parents. They got a new grill. They have not had a grill. They were saving getting a grill till I was home, which was very nice. Then very exciting. We got a grill. We put it, hooked it up. It's a little gas, little natural gas grill. What are we going to grill on it? We're going to grill some steaks. A nice little, little, uh, what is it? Ribeye, little bone in ribeye from the old Publix. What did I do? I was like, okay, cool. I like grilling. I can grill. You know, my, my dad's standing there and he's doing the shrimp and I, and I get, I guess I get a little psyched up. Here's my my problem with grilling. And people are like, Tim, you talk about grilling so much. You must love you grill all the time. You must love it. You must be good at it. You've got to be okay at grilling. And the, the truth is, I'm good at grilling the way I want to eat something, which is usually pretty r- rare in the middle. You know, I like a bloody steak. I like a bloody piece of meat. I want the meat to cry out in pain as I'm biting into it. That's how raw I want this thing to be. And I'm good at making it like that. But when people come over and they want something and they want medium rare, they actually want it medium rare. So now I've been trying to make food that other people would want to eat. And because I'm doing that, I've overcorrected and I don't make the food that I want to eat (laughs) as much. Does that make sense? So I made... So the steaks, one was a little thin, the the grill, I mean, it happens, new grill, the back of the grill, way, way hotter than the front of the grill, the thinner steak, that's the one that's on the back, it went to meat, it's a medium steak, which is way too, way too dark for our family, and mine comes out a perfect, an absolute perfect medium rare, which again is overcooked in our household, and it, it came out, I it came out exactly what I was trying to do, which was medium rare. And then I cut into it and I was like, okay, but I don't, I actually want it pinker than this. Does. And then, so we have there, it's two good sized steaks. My dad insists on eating this crappy one, which is very in his wheelhouse. You know, dad, do you want to split this one? No, I'm good with this horrible medium steak. Dad, are you sure there's plenty around? We can split it. No, I'm going to sit over here and be miserable and eat this other half of this thing. And then the shrimp are overcooked. So we've been all over the place with this grilling thing. We tried again. We did another like a skirt steak and shrimp. I would say undercooked that time, which is the right move for our household. But I would have even left it on a little long. So we're figuring it out is what I'm saying. We're still learning how to grill. This thing that I do all of the time, apparently I'm still 
figuring out it. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe that's the problem. I'm overthinking it. But isn't it weird how the kind of thing you do like all the time with the same environment, with the same tools, as soon as you put yourself in a new environment with different tools, it throws everything off. You know, like, oh, I had my grill. I had all my stuff. I had the the same meat I bought every time. The same cuts, the same whatever. And I got good at doing this specific thing. And then all of a sudden we're in a new environment with new stuff and I, I can't translate it correctly. Here's the way to grill though, for, for realsies, is you, you undercook every, you should undercook everything because you can, it's like cutting hair, you know, you can, you can't add hair back, but you can cut more off. That's what you do with the, you do with meat. You do with a steak, you're grilling a steak, undercook it. Worst case, I don't know, cut it up, throw it back on the grill. Who cares? Nobody care. Nobody cares. A couple times I've cooked for people and they've bitten into just like a raw steak and they've been upset, but they're, they're cowards and weak men. And I, uh, you know, if they don't want to eat it after that, that's on them. And, uh, you know, what can you do? <laughs> My sister's in town now. She's, she's, she's here. I was here for a a while alone. And then my sister's here and it changes the dynamic having four people in the house in a way that I don't appreciate. She sleeps in. She likes to sleep in who doesn't like to sleep in. I, I enjoy sleeping in, but I'm in the kitchen at like nine 30 in the morning today, making breakfast. My sister, my, my dad comes in and gives me the shh, shh, like, like, oh, don't, I'm just, I'm, Hey dad, how's it going? Shh, be quiet. Your sister's still sleeping. It's like, okay, it's 930 though. So sorry, but I'm not whispering (laughs) anymore. I refuse to whisper after nine o'clock. Nine's the cutoff. Nine o'clock. We're using daytime voices now. Daytime voices inside nine o'clock. Outside, daytime voices start at 830. If you're outside the window, you can just start talking like a normal person. If you're creeping around to like 6 a.m., maybe whisper a little bit. If you wake up at 8, you know, still on the weekends, on a vacation day, you try and be quiet. You try and be calm, cool, collective, no loud conversations, no stirring anybody up. Could have had a late night, whatever. Nine o'clock, the workday started. Sorry, hun. <laughs> you want to sleep in? You can sleep in, but I am not inconveniencing myself for you anymore. All right. I refuse, refuse, refuse to whisper after nine. Oh my God. That's a sacrifice I will not make. Another sacrifice that I refuse to make is my sister's home and, the, and, and she's like coming, picking, picked up from the airport or whatever. And, uh, and I got, I wanted a Publix up because I, I love public. If you're in from Florida, Publix is the shit and the shit about the shit is the public sub. Specifically, the chicken tender sub at Publix is one of the greatest things that's ever been conceived on this planet. Uh, I had a sandwich. I went to the Publix. I got a chicken tender sub. I brought it home. Uh, I was excited to eat it. And then my mom says, hey, Tim, we're going to go pick up your sister from the airport. Is it okay if I take half of your sandwich for her in the car? And I looked at this woman who'd given birth to me, who'd raised me, 
who'd up until this point wanted what was best for me uh, in absolute disbelief that someone that I trusted so much would wish this ill upon me that my my own mother would ask me to give up half of my public sub for some stranger, quite frankly, that <laughs> my sister that I don't even know. Why would you? An insane question on its face. We're all adults. 31 years old. Why am I splitting a sandwich with anyone? Why would I ever? I will never split a sandwich with anyone again. If I have an extra sandwich, it's like, okay, cool, man. Hey, got got some sub left over up for grabs. You know, like that's cool. If I'm on a date with somebody, maybe. But gosh, we're grownups. Get two sandwiches. Get another sandwich. Also, you're just rolling the dice with the toppings. I got honey mustard on a buffalo chicken sub, and you just think that's something that everybody that she, everyone's going to like. I don't know. Banana peppers and pickles. Is that what people are into? I don't know. Is this, but you're willing to risk it. You're willing to risk my unhappiness for the chance, you know, that somebody else might like that same thing. I don't know. Whatever. I, I went to the uh, to Publix. I've had three chicken tender subs so far since I've been home. The first one, great. Here's the trick is they cut up the chicken tenders. They put them in a basket. They cover them in, in Texas Pete buffalo sauce and they mix them up. That's how you know it's a good sandwich. Sometimes they just cut it up, put on the sandwich and then pour Texas Pete on after. It's fine. It's not as good and it's not the same thing. And when given the chance, I will... I'll say so. I'll be like, just, hey, man, you mind you mind tossing it? Because that's that's what I like. That's the good stuff. That's how you do it. So I order my sandwich. This guy doesn't toss it. Whatever. You know, I'm, I'm feeling generous today. And, and then what do you want on it? You want cheese? I don't want cheese. I want lettuce. I want pickles. I want banana peppers. And I want honey mustard on this thing. And he's like, that's it? Really? You don't want any more stuff? And it's like, dude, I don't know, man. I've been ordering this sandwich the same way since middle school and all of a sudden you're asking me to try something new like what else am I gonna do I'm just all of a sudden gonna want olives on this what what are you talking about do you want to try something what else is there what else is there to try are you gonna put chocolate chips on there that's something I don't know do you have anything wild and crazy or is it just the same sandwich condiments that I've seen for 16 years and not wanted. He doesn't know my history there, but I, but it's the pub sub is an important thing. It's an important way of life. If you know, you know, another way of life down here, fishing. We've been fishing a lot. There's like a canal, like right behind my folks house. We've been fishing. Fishing's fun. I love fishing. I love the act of fishing. It's relaxing. I don't even, I'm not good at fishing. I don't know any of the fish. Not the way I know the birds. I know all the birds. I figure I figured out all the names of the birds. The fish, yeah, it's they're fish. Whatever. It's a canal. It's kind of gross. You're not going to eat anything. So who cares what you catch? Who cares if all you catch are catfish, which is what we were catching. We just were like, okay, what do we do? Well, there's a lot of catfish in here. My mom cut up some hot dogs and we put those on the hooks and we were fishing with for for catfish basically. 
We're like, oh, well, it'd be great if we caught something else. All we're catching are catfish. And people are walking by in the dock like, oh, another catfish. And it's like, yeah, man, why are you being so critical of my my fish? Catfish suck. They're spiky. They're hard to take off the thing. But if you're just killing some time and fishing, people are like, oh, catfish. Why would you want a catfish? I don't know. Because it's a fish. You you throw the line in. You catch a fish. You pull it in. If it's a catfish, who cares? You're just going to throw it back anyway. It could be a it could be a, a shoe for all I care. I'm pulling it in and I'm throwing it back. That's not going to change. I'm not going to catch a tarpon and all of a sudden be like, great. I get to keep this and grill it. It's all, it's all dirty canal water. I'm not going to keep anything. I could catch the biggest fish in the world. I'm still throwing it back. Who cares what the fish is? It's the, it's the act of fishing. It's the journey, not the destination. Oh my God. This woman walked by. Wine glass in hand. Uh, are you going to catch this catfish? That's like, yes, I know. We're fishing with hot dogs. What do you think we're trying to catch? Do you really think we're going to catch like a marlin with hot dogs off a dock in this canal in about four feet of water? You think that's going to happen? Yeah, well, you, you got to put at least you got to put at least 40 inches between the, the bobber and the hook. It's like, I don't I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't care. Why are you being so so obnoxious about it? Who? Everyone. Yeah. Getting into catfish. It's fun. I'll catch. I'm gonna go catch some more catfish tomorrow. I don't care. We've caught like we've caught like twelve so far since I've been home. Maybe twelve. It's a lot. Every time we go, you just catch a bunch of catfish and it's cool. You take them off the hook. They're kind of fun. It's kind of scary because they've got they've got spikes. So you could get spiked, and that's exciting. It's fun to take a catfish off the. The thing. Yeah, you didn't catch a catfish. Why do you want to catch a catfish? You catch anything? Yeah, some catfish. Why do you want a catfish? Who cares? It's fun. What happened to all these jaded individuals? Well, if it's not a mahi-mahi, I'm not, not even fishing for it. Who? I mean, you don't know what it is. You have no idea what it is. It's not hunting, okay? If you shoot a gun at something, you see it. You have to see it to shoot it. In fishing, you're just... You're rolling the dice. You got a hook. You got a fish on the line. You reel it in and then you see what it is. Then you find out what it is. That's the joy of fishing. And I'm always finding out that it's catfish. Uh, Guys, this is going to be the last podcast of the year. The last pod of 2020 guys coming up on Christmas and then the New Year's. And it's going to be the uh, last couple nights I'm with my family. So I want to, so I'm going to do that and I'll be back fresh and ready in 2021 Christmas. I love Christmas. I'm all about Christmas, man. I'm excited. I get to spend it with my family. I know I'm lucky because of that. I had the opportunity to uh, do it relatively safely. So we took that chance. And, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy we did. I'm happy we get to, and I know a lot of people don't. So, uh, wherever you are, I hope you have a good Christmas. I hope you have a good holiday. Um, that's important. I don't understand why Christmas is, is everyone should celebrate Christmas. Is that crazy? Is that like a super privileged white (laughs) Christian thing to say? Why is it? It's not a Christian holiday anymore. It's about Christmas lights. It's the Christmas tree. Santa, none of that stuff's in the Bible. So why is this 
we're like working Jesus's birthday into something that is otherwise a pretty fun, just like casual open-ended event. Why are, why are there, you know, Jewish kids out there who don't get presents on Christmas? Why just, just do it. Let's all merge. Let's merge it. Let's merge it. It's a, it's a federal holiday, right? I mean, Easter is too. It is kind of crazy that we just have these like Christian holidays that are federal holidays. I, I don't know enough about this. I'm <laughs> just talk. but I, I don't know why is Santa should be non-denominational is what I'm saying. Christmas lights. Great. I love Christmas lights. There's no Christmas lights in the Bible because they didn't have electricity. So why is, is that a thing we do? Why is that a, why do we do this? Why is that a Christian thing to do? Why can't it be an everybody thing? Why can't everybody just decorate lights? There wasn't any, there's no stories about Santa. You know, the three wise men pilgrimage to visit baby Jesus and they got lost in the desert and were about to starve or die of dehydration. And then they heard a ho, ho, ho in the distance and Santa came flying down with his reindeer and gave them a ride to the manger and that's why he travels the world every year. I don't know. There's <laughs> should be pretty open-ended. I love the lights, man. We were driving around today looking at some Christmas lights. I love the Christmas lights. They're, they're awesome. You know, what I'm not convinced about is the inflatables. If you have an inflatable, good, cool, great. But I like going around during the day. You see these lights and these people with the inflatables, they just have uninflated like squashed minions or like a like just a flat snoopy's doghouse like out on the lawn all day that can't be fun that's not fun for you You're probably just killing the grass underneath it you got to look at this flaccid thing all day it's nice when they're inflated and they're blown up that's cool everyone loves an inflatable when it's inflated but all day you just got to look at this limp thing hanging out in your lawn Ugh, just a bummer just not exciting it looks messy it looks sloppy until nighttime and then it's then it's all great so thank you for, i guess thank you for making that sacrifice for us is putting up with this crap on your lawn all day just to brighten our spirits at night so you're the real warriors you're the real winners you're the real heroes <laughs> give it up for them uh thank you for listening to the podcast uh i love doing this it means a lot to me that uh, you are listening. The people are listening to this podcast. It's very exciting. Very fun for me. Um, thank you for doing so. Hope you had a great year. Excited to do this again in the new year. Um, excited to keep growing the show. Keep getting people involved. Uh, if you have any friends who are asking you about like, hey, man, what's a good podcast I should listen to? Uh, tell them. And then if they follow up with like, okay, cool. Uh, do you have any other podcasts that you listen to that maybe aren't your favorite, but are like still pretty good and then tell them. And then if they're like, okay, cool, but I'm going on a really long road trip and I just need something to pass the time. I need filler material. Just say like, Hey, offhandedly, like, Oh, you know, also Tim does this podcast. Come at me show. And it's pretty good. He just sits and he talks about random stuff. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not, but, uh, you know, he's charming. <laughs> in a pleasant way. He doesn't take himself too seriously. And, uh, I think he's got a bright future. So check him out. Uh, that would be cool. You can rain review stuff. I don't know why I'm asking. I'm asking for thing. I guess it's a spirit of giving. If you like the pod, 
please rate and review. Send a little review. Make a joke. Say something dumb. It helps out the pod. That's fun. Uh, tell people about it. I don't know. That's it. I'm I'm just I'm just excited. 2020 is over, man. This year's kind of sucked. It's also been the year I started the podcast, so that's good. I mean, some good things have come out of this, but on the whole, you know, 2021 is going to be bigger. 2021 is going to be a big year for all of us, uh, and I'm excited to talk to you again on the Flippity Flop 2021. Thank you, guys. Have a good year, and the king stays king. Bye.